Beloved, you're about to listen to a message by Pastor Prince Lai. Pastor Prince Laie is the head pastor of Rescue World Chapel International and the lead evangelist of Christ the Healer Gospel Campaign. He has a dynamic teaching and healing ministry with miracles, signs and wonders that has affected and transformed many lives. And now, the voice of rescue. Your word is already anointed. I ask that you anoint these lips of clay. You ordain your words in my mouth. You will speak unto your people this morning. I ask that Lord your words will be exalting. Your words will be encouraging. Your words will be building. So that we can look forward into the year. That is coming with hope. With expectation. In Jesus precious name. Everyone here will live with a blessing. Can I have an amen? Amen. Put your two hands together for Jesus. Celebrate the Lord. Take back your seat wherever you are. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Look in the face of someone. Tell the person, God bless you for coming. Tell the person, your life will never remain the same. Hallelujah. Put your two hands together for Jesus. This morning, I want to continue with what I started last week. I want to continue with what I started last week. And I want you to pay rapt attention. Hallelujah. Pay rapt attention. Amen. We started looking at what I call looking forward. Looking forward. Put our two hands together for Jesus. Looking forward. Looking forward. Turn your Bibles with me one more time and we are looking at Philippians chapter 3 verse 13. We are looking at that and then we continue. Philippians 3 verse 13. It says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or to have grabbed it. But one thing that I do, forgetting the things that are behind and reaching forth to those things which are ahead. Brethren, I do not count myself to have arrived, to have apprehended, to have gotten there. But one thing that I do, forgetting the things that are behind me, I wrestle, I forge on, I move forward. I make sure that I move on to where the Lord ought to attain the reason for my being called. And that is what I want us to start with. Amen. So last week we looked at a very beautiful story about Genesis 19:15 to 25. How God sent his angels to deliver Lot and told them to move forward without looking back. We saw what happened to the wife of Lot when she looked back. And we looked at all areas that we must not look back into. That as we are moving to 2020, as your pastor, I am preparing you, preparing your mind to be able to receive what is in store for you in 2020 without you being distracted with the chances of having a wrong behavior or a wrong approach to the coming year so that you will be able to maximize the blessings that are in the coming year. Can I have an amen? amen? That is what I'm teaching you on how to look forward into the coming year without losing your blessing. Put your two hands together for the Lord. We said there are four areas you must not look back to. Four areas you must not look back to. Four areas you must decide not to look to. We said area number one is repented sins. You must not look back to the sins you have repented. You must not look back to the sins you have repented of. Things you have done in 2019 that you have asked God to forgive you 
in 2020, you must not look back to those things any longer. Can I have an amen? Because any time you confess your sins and you repent of your sins, the Bible says that God is faithful to forgive you. And so once God has forgiven you, in Hebrews 8.10-2, He tells us that He will forgive you and remember your sins no more. In Hebrews chapter 8, 10 to, to 12, He will remember your sins no more. And so if God will remember your sins no more, you and I must also endeavor to forget our sins. Amen. amen. Oh, amen. amen. If God has decided to forgive and to forget, I explained to you that to be forgiven means to be forgotten. So when God forgives you, He says He has also forgotten what you have done. And so you must tell yourself and convince yourself with scriptures that once God has forgiven me for the sins that I committed in 2019 and the past years, he has forgotten, not because he has problem with his retentive memory, but just because he has decided that he will not consider those things you did to pay you in the coming year. And so with, if you are clapping, do that better. And so I explained to you that when you step into 2020, make sure that you are filled with hopes. Don't consider the past sins you committed when you are asking God for blessing. Because it will not give you boldness to ask. You will feel you don't deserve it. You will feel God will not even give it to you. Because you will, you will look down on yourself. But when you look into the future, look into the future as though you have never seen before. Because God has decided to forgive you and to forget as though you have never done anything against him before. So look into the future with hopes. Amen. Is that a good idea? And then we also explain that number two, don't look back at opportunities you have missed. Don't look back at opportunities you have missed. Don't look back at things that came your way that you could not grab them or maybe you had a beautiful relationship you messed it up maybe you had a, a beautiful job you messed it up maybe certain opportunities of traveling came your way you didn't handle them well you messed them up so as you are about to enter into 2020 those missed opportunities can make you feel that you will not get anything good anymore but listen to me God doesn't give us one chance God gives us another chance. So God can give you more than one chance. Another can be three. Another can be four. Another can be five. I pray that every opportunity you have missed before, may God give it back to you again. May God give it back to you again. And we use the story of Adam who gave birth to a seed that God was supposed to use called Abel. And Abel died. And the Bible says that and Adam was not discouraged, but he knew his wife again. He tried to have another son again. So when you try to do that thing again, God is going to help you to walk in his blessings in the coming year. Hallelujah. So tell somebody that go and try again. In the coming year, believe God again. Try a job again. Try another relationship. Try another opportunity. Try to knock on another door. Because as you go to do that thing again, this time around it is going to work for you. Can I have an amen? amen. Now, number three, and beginning from today. Number three, take the recording for last week because I've told you nothing. It was really loaded. So take the recording for last week at the media unit. Amen. amen. Number three, Things you should not look back at. We are looking at four areas you must not look back to. Number three, don't look back to the conflicts in the past that make you feel bitter. Don't look back to the conflicts in the past that makes you feel bitter. Don't look back to the past situations, the things that happened to you in the past that makes you feel bitter. Don't look back to them. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. When you read Isaiah 43 verse 18, the Bible says that do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Do not remember the former things. And you see, the former things, they are not only the repented sins, 
The former things are not only the opportunities that you wasted or the opportunities that you missed, but the former things also include the situations or the conflicts that you had in this year. When I talk about conflict, you see, I am going to be very, very practical here because for a lot of us, we've been through several things. Some of you currently, you are still not talking with your parents. Some of you are not in good terms with people in your house. You don't talk to your neighbors. These are conflicts. Say conflicts. Some of you at your offices, you don't flow with your bosses. You don't flow with certain people. Your desk mates, you don't talk to the person. These are conflicts. And as you are about to enter into the new year, that God is going to do new things in your life, my prayer for you is that you will learn to let the conflicts also go away. Are you following what I'm saying at all? Because offenses can rob you of the blessings of God. Offenses can be the wall between you and your blessing. And so once God is going to give you a new chapter, you must learn not to look back at the conflicts, at the conflicts that you encountered in your past, which includes 2019. In Philippians 3.13, he also tells us that I do not count myself, but one thing I do, forgetting the things in the past. So, child of God, don't continue with family inherited conflicts. Some of you, you have family inherited conflicts. People in your families don't talk to certain people, so you have been brought into that conflict. Some of you, your parents don't talk to certain people, and you too, you are under obligation not to talk to people because your parents don't talk to them. Yes, some of you, because your father doesn't flow with your mother, you too, you don't talk to your mother. Or because your mother doesn't flow with your father, you too, you don't talk to your father. You see, they are family inherited conflicts. As a child of God, you must stay away from family inherited conflicts. Can I have an amen? amen. The conflict of your mother is not your conflict. The conflict of your father is not your conflict. You are not supposed to join in because you are a different breed. You are a child of God. Don't continue to rehearse the wrongs others did against you. Don't continue to rehearse the wrong things that other people did against you. Are, are you following what I'm saying? As the one by you, do you understand what Pastor is saying? Don't follow the wrong things that others did against you. Don't keep rehearsing them. Don't keep rehearsing them. So that by the time you step in 2020, you are still thinking about what Kofi did to you. You are still thinking about what Kojo did to you. You are still thinking about what Sister did to you. And you are still meditating upon it. And anytime you remember, yeah, yeah, you breathe. <laughs> because you can't imagine. <laughs> Tell somebody by you, you are a child of God. And if you are believing God, that God is going to give you a new beginning, then you must endeavor, you must try your maximum best so that you will not rehearse or think about those past things. Can I have an amen? amen? Number three, number three, under the same point, that don't bring back issues, issues that will remind you of pain and bitterness. You see, what I'm talking about may not really sound spiritual for you, but all that I'm doing is to prepare you for a successful 2020. Yes. So what I'm talking about has more to do with practical things. Amen. Do not bring back issues that will remind you of pain and bitterness. Pain and bitterness. Certain issues, when you remember them, they bring you pain. They bring you bitterness. It's like all of a sudden, when we call Kwame's name, your heart starts beating. It's like we will be chatting, laughing. But by the time we start talking about that, your auntie, all of a sudden your face changes. And all of a sudden, your auntie is not there, but the thought of her makes you start stammering. <laughs> hey! That means that if she were to be there, the way you tell her your mind, don't enter into 2020 holding on to things that when you remember, they bring you pain. They bring you hurts. Let them go. Tell somebody, let them go. No matter how you hold on to it, it cannot change. The issue has already happened. 
The broken heart has already happened. Whether you like it or not, the heart is broken. Some of you not even broken. It's smashed. So just, just let it go. Say, let it go. So that the better blessing God has for you can come into your life. Rather than working about it, you are still angry. You are still angry at your boss because he served you. You are still angry. He's enjoying his life. You better move on. That guy you are praying that his life should be miserable. Forget it. His wedding is next month. <laughs> his wedding is when? Next month. I can show you the invitation card. You, <laughs> you better move on. Move, tell someone, move on. This pain in your heart is poison. It is killing you. Bible says when you are even going to give an offering and you remember that you have a problem with someone. God says, leave the offering. Offering, no. The way God doesn't joke with offering. But still, God says, leave the offering. God says, leave the offering. So how much more your prayer request? That God will not say, leave it. He will kick it away. See, after the offering, God didn't say, go with it. God said, leave it there. Because when you go with it, you may not, you may not break it. You didn't see that in the Bible. Did God say go back with it? So in case you have come with a seed and you have heard this, this scripture, don't go with it. Just leave it on the altar. And go back and make peace with your mother. And come and then put it in the offering bowl. Because some of you, when you go back with it, it will not come back. God is a very wise man. Clap your hands for him. Amen. And so, you have to understand that when you hold on to those things, they are able to block your blessing. It's poison. It will not allow you to enjoy the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit cannot be in a place where there is bitterness. Like bitterness. You are angry against... I'm not saying what the person did to you was good. But I'm saying that whether you go up or come down, it has already happened. And you must forget about it. Move on as though it never happened. And forget about the pain. Let the pain go. May the Lord help you. May the Lord help you. Avoid keeping records wrong people do against you. Some of you, you have diaries. The ladies. You have diary. You have a book. You have written what Kwejo did to you 1933. You have written what Uncle Kwejo did to you in 1963. And every year like this, as the year is going to go to an end, you will bring out your holy diary. You bring it out yearly. And then you sit down, look through. Oh God, so 2006. Kwame now used me and dumped me. So 2007, Ikea chopped my money and left me. So, and you have all these things listed in your diary. Brother, you are killing yourself. You are killing yourself. And you clever over me. I like keeping diary. Diary of what? Diary of what? I don't have a problem you keeping a diary, but diary of offenses. They are the things you write them in. You don't write anything good. Diary of offenses. Names. Some of you gentlemen that are still unholy. You have the diary of clearing agency. You are a clearing agent. Every year you open a new page. As I'm talking now, you have opened a new page. 2019 fatalities. 2019 fatalities. And you have written the roll call. Roll call. Fatality means those who have conquered. You have written the roll call. Bridget. Number two, Regina. Number three, Joyce Lena. Number four, Mamiekia. Number five. And you, are, you have listed them. What a diary. What a diary. I pray for all who are keeping diaries of offenses that from today you will go and cancel them all. 
may you enter into the new year not holding records of evil, of wrongs that people have done. That when we pick your book, you can remember everything. So every day the thing is fresh in your minds. If you want to keep a record, may you be like King Hasros, the Persian king, the one who married Esther. He had a book of people who have done good to him. So when you do good to him, they write it in. So anytime he picks it, he looks at it, oh, who did good to me that I have not paid back? And checks, oh, this person did this to me. Did this good to me. Let me look for now. Maybe I think now I have, I have a car. Let me give it to him. I think now I have a house. Let me give it to him. I think, oh, yeah, this man paid my fees. Now I can buy him an aeroplane. You see, that is a good record book. Not the one you remember and you start wishing that his marriage should fail. You remember that you start wishing that wedding or a big good. A good time, a life. Hallelujah. Avoid conversations that open up wounds. Number four, don't look back at past glories and successes. Don't look back at past glories. One of the things you should not look back to or you should not look back at are not just the offenses, are not just the missed opportunities or the failures. There are also a group of people that only look back to the good things, to the glories. And because of that, they are not ready to move forward. They are the people who have this statement always on their mind, the good old days. The good old days. Having to be with your grandfathers and who are always talking about the good old days. Oh, Charlie. Those times when we were we. Those times when we were we. Those times when I used to drive. Those times when I was like you. I used to. Every day they are talking about past glories. Hey, where were you when we were doing evangelism? Where were you when we used to pray 24 hours with Pastor Prince? You see, those things are past glories. You are still holding on to past glories that they are gone. You see, 2020 is a new page. It's a new page. And you must think about new things. You must have a vision, a new vision. You must not just hold on. Listen, we are not against keeping records of, of the good in the past. But what we are saying is that when you dwell on them, it introduces you to something we call complacency. To become complacent, one man, you are not ready to move on again. You want to just be there. You pamper yourself with those days when you used to be a footballer. Today you are not. Stop dreaming. You pamper yourself with those days when you used to, to be working and used to be buying. He said, I don't do those days. I'm the one who used to buy you five kilo, uh, kilos of rice. Uh, today, I, I don't have some, so you don't want to give me. Stop thinking about those old days. Hallelujah. Yeah. Isaiah 43, 18 tells us that do not remember the former things. Amen. Complacency sets in when you become too conscious of your achievements. These can make you lose sight of where you are yet to reach in life. Complacency. In the Chido, they say, as an awami, you are, you are not satisfied with what you have. And so you are not trying to move on. You have one single room, and you are okay. You have one small land somewhere. And because of that, you are not dreaming of buying more lands. You have 10 members, 20 members, or 50 members. So you are settled. You are not dreaming of increasing it. You are okay. May you not be okay with anything in your life. Amen. I said, may you not be okay with anything in your life. Amen. When complacency sets in, you are unable to thrive, continue in succeeding. You are unable. This can make you lose sight of where you are supposed to reach. Deuteronomy 1 verse 6. The Bible says that the Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey. Go to the mountains of the Amorites, to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowland, in the south and on the seacoast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to Lebanon as far as the river. 
So God came to the children of Israel when they left Egypt. They were very happy. But they got to a place called Horeb. Everybody say Horeb. When they got to Horeb, God was feeding them. God was taking care of them. They were eating. They were enjoying. And they became comfortable in Horeb. They became comfortable. And so when they got to Horeb, they forgot that that was not their destination. They were supposed to continue to Canaan. And they started building themselves. Started building for themselves houses and things. Until God came down and said, you have dwelt too long in this mountain. This is not your last stop. Tell somebody where you are is not your last stop. Yeah, you used not to pray at all, but now you are praying 30 minutes and it has become your last stop. You used not to work. Now you are working and um, you have some 200 Ghana city salary. And you are satisfied. Amen? You used to be a JHS graduate. And by the grace of God, you continue. And you have completed SHS. And for five years, you are still okay. Chopping from that certificate. How long will you stay with this SHS thing? How long? Ask somebody, how long will you be here? Yes. How long will you be here? You used to be a single man. By the grace of God, you have found a beloved. But for five years, you are still beloved. When will you marry? You must move. You must control. Do something. Do something new. Do something new. Try to move forward. Don't stay where you are. Try to move forward. Amen. Oh, amen. Even if you have completed first grade, when, when I went for, for um, Pastor Enoch's graduation with, with um, Brad Godwin, I told them that congratulations, you guys have done well. You have completed. Some people went and never completed. They are still having trails. But you have completed. But don't be too happy. Because now in the system, first degrees, they are not even... <laughs> don't, don't be too happy. You must start planning when you are going back to school for your masters. Didn't I tell you that? So that they will not walk about and say, I'm a graduate. Graduate with what? Go for masters. Do something. Add value. Don't settle at the first degree. Yes. Already myself and my wife, we are planning to go back to school. Yes. We are planning. When you go to my bag now, you see that I'm going to do my master's next year. And my wife is also planning. Once let me tell you, she's going back to do doctor pharmacy something. Doctor of pharmacy. We are doing something. So you see, we are not settling where we are. That, okay, uh, we, are, we are graduates from the university, and so what? So as you have that small tabletop business, you are now selling watches. Thank God for the tabletop watching business. But start thinking about having a container. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? As of now, you only have one, one source of income. As I'm sitting down here, you only have one source of income. Only one place that money comes into your hands. Why don't you start thinking about how do I create other sources of income? Okay, how do I start some small business and employ someone to take it so that money will come from here? Money will come from here. Those rich men, they don't eat from one place. Their money comes from different, different sources. In fact, when God made Adam and put him in, in the Garden of Eve, God gave Adam four rivers, not one. So in the Garden of Eden, four rivers were passing through. One of the rivers brought jewel, gold, diamond. Different, all the rivers came with something. May God give you vision for the future. So as a church, we are still pushing. We are still believing God. Now, we have moved our targets to 500 people. We are not satisfied with these few people here. And those who are not even coming. We want to grow the church to at least 
500 people next year. Amen. And so I want you to decide that you will not be comfortable to be boasting at your Horeb. Where is your Horeb? Look into your life and ask yourself, what at all is my Horeb? What at all? That situation that you are okay, what's now one, ten years, you are still there. That has become your Horeb. And you seem to be okay. And you are not making a move that you will push. You will rise. You will be promoted. You, you increase. The coming year, may God cause you to move forward. May God cause you to move forward. We are grateful to God for the past glories. But you see, life is supposed to be progressive. And for every level in life, there must be another level. For every level in life, there is a higher level. Life is progressive. Proverbs 4, 18 says, But the path of the righteous is like the shining sun. That shines ever brighter. So the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter and brighter. That means that yesterday can never be better than today. It means yesterday can never be better than today. Once your yesterday is better than your today, you are not operating at a good realm. Because the Bible says that the righteous the righteous or the just, his life will be like the sun. It shines brighter and brighter and brighter. It is ever brighter. So as you are going in life, your life is supposed to be better. Listen, my yesterday was never better than my today. Oh, you all who knew me from years till now, they always see a better prince. It's true. My life appreciates. It doesn't depreciate. Today you meet me without something, but tomorrow by the time you come, I have it. That's how my life is. I pray that may your life be like that. Amen. Philippians 3.13 Again, I keep repeating these scriptures because they must get stuck in your spirit. It says, I do not count myself to have apprehended one thing I do, forgetting those things and reaching forth for better. There is a better version of you. Tell somebody who is seated by you, there is a better version of you. What I mean is that there's a better prince than I am. There's a better. You see, I can be a better person than I am today. I'm telling you. I can be a better person than I am today. Maybe you think uh, I'm kind. I can be more kind or kinder if there is. <laughs> Maybe you think that I am rich. But I can be richer than I am today. Amen? Amen? Maybe you think I can preach or I'm a good pastor. But I can be a better pastor than I am today. You see, there's a better version of me that has not yet come. In the same way, there is a better version of you. See, as you're sitting down praising yourself that oh, I have this, I have that. There's still a better version of what you claim you have. That if you will start thinking about that better version, God will start bringing you to that place. May God bring you to a better version of you. May God bring you to a better level you operate in. Receive it in the name of Jesus. A better version. Say, God, bring me to a better version. Better version of me. Your version now may be good, but there's a better version of you. Amen? And you must try to get there. Because there is a level when you get to life will be better than you are seeing. Where you sleep in a better place. You will eat from a better place. You will wear better clothes. Your circle of friends can change. You realize that all of a sudden you are now associating with big people in, in the society. It's a better version that the Lord can bring you into. And I see you coming to that level. I see you coming to that level. Amen. Clap your two hands together for Jesus. You can be more than you are now. This is not your last stop. Tell somebody this is not your last stop. This is not all there is in the field that you are involved in. This is not all there is. There's a better you. When it comes to, to the line of, let me say, pastors. We have maybe brother. We have pastor. 
then you will be ordained as a reverend. Then you will be either a bishop or an apostle, prophet, or, you see, there's, there, there, there are more. Some even become archbishops, archapostles, archprophets, and all that. You see all the titles there? They are all there. So there's always a better, and when you go through school also, there's, there are people with, with certificate, there are people with diploma, there are people with HND, there are people with degrees, there are people with, with, with even with a degree, first degree, second degree, hmm? that's your, your master's, then doctorate, doctorate, then you keep going, keep going, where you are a professor, then professor emeritus. I pray that you never end where you are. So if you too you are an intos or a tomato seller, there are level, levels. There can be a better. Where you are involved in your field of endeavor, there can be a better you. You see, so today maybe you are selling just a paint rubber size of tomatoes every day. But God can increase you to the place where you now be selling a barrel. God can increase you also from that place to the place where every day you are now selling to other people like wholesale. You can get to that place where you are not just managing wholesale, but you seem to be in charge of several wholesalers in different markets. You see, there are levels. So for every field of endeavor, you can get to the topmost. Don't settle where you are. That's what I'm trying to do. Don't, don't glory in those days you prayed two hours. What about now? What about now? Those days you claim you used to fast. What about now? Stop talking about the past. Always your testimonies are about the past. Now you don't have any testimony. What is happening now? Forget about 2019, 2017. What is going to happen in 2020? May God give you a miracle. May God give you a new testimony. Don't make the mistake of thinking that your past years are better than your future. Because people normally talk about their good old days. And they forget that today they are in a new day. They keep talking about the things in the past. But the Bible wants us. In Ecclesiastes 7, verse 10, the Bible says, Do not say. Everybody say, Do not say. Look at the warning the Bible is giving us. Do not say. Say not thou. What is the cause? That the former days were better than these. Do not say. Change the version. Change the version so that they will understand better. Do not say. Why were the former days better than these? For it is not a wise thing to say. So anybody who keeps talking about the former days and the powerful thing they used to do and now they are irrelevant. It's not a blessing. I said what? It's not a blessing. Whatever your former days used to be, I pray that may God give you time straight now. May God give you time straight now. Your life must progress. You must not retrogress. So thank God your yesterday was good. But you see, your today will be better. Your today is going to be better. And your tomorrow will be best. I prophesy that for you. Say, my yesterday was good. Yeah. Now sometimes when they are talking about their good old days, they say as though they didn't have any problem. When they are talking about those days, it was as though it was so nice, some of you. When you sit down, you remember those days you were not you, you don't go to school, you don't do you don't work, and you are happy because you are doing pampana, and some of you are you are just playing ampe and other and sometimes when you sit down you remember those and you, you feel like but you see you forget that those were the days where they used to cane you. Those were the days where they used to send you then you are angry. Those were the days that they they can make you eat banku when you don't want. Those were the days that when they share their food, everybody's plate is on the floor there. When, when they share their food, you are the last man and you get small willy. You see, you, you have forgotten all those things. And you are making those days look better than today. But today you can buy your own food. Today you eat what you want. Oh. Today you wear what you want. 
But you see, you have forgotten and you are trying to praise those years that those years life was comfortable. But you have forgotten that it had its own treasure. Lift up your hand and say, My yesterday was good. But my today is better. And my tomorrow, it will be best. May your tomorrow be best. May your tomorrow be best. Clap your two hands and say, My tomorrow will be best. So now, if we are not supposed to look back at these four things, the offenses, the opportunities, the missed ones, and also the conflicts and the sins that we committed, then what must we do? That means we must look forward. Say look forward. So in looking forward, there are two ways. If we are not supposed to look back and we are supposed to look forward, there are two ways that we can look forward. So, as 2020 is coming, all of us, we will fall in these two categories. I'm telling you. But which of the categories you fall in is determined by the eyes you are going to use. And that's why I'm preparing you for 2020. Amen. Which of the category you fall in. How do you receive the coming year or the future? It's going to be determined by what you are going to listen right now. There are two ways that you can look into the future. There are two ways. So write down the two ways of looking into the future. Two ways that you can look into 2020. As 2020 is coming, two ways looking into the future. Number one, Looking forward in the wrong way. The first way you can look into the future is looking forward in the wrong way. And that is where a lot of people will belong. A lot of people look forward in the wrong way. They mix a new year with the wrong attitude. Wrong way. And so they always lose the blessing that is loaded in that year. They always miss it. Because they don't mix that year with the right attitude or in the right way. Do not have a wrong view of the future that is coming. Proverbs 23 verse 18. The Bible says, For surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be disappointed. Can I have an amen? amen. Thine expectation shall never be cut off. Surely there is an end. May every wrong thing that you have experienced come to an end with a year. Every wrong thing you have experienced, may God cause it to come to an end so that the coming year will be filled with good things. So don't look forward to a repetition of life as you have already experienced. Don't look forward expecting a repetition of life as you have received it. That is one bad way you can look into the future. Some of you are still seated under the sound of my voice. You still don't believe that 2020 will even bring something new. You think you will wake up 1st January and still continue with the frustrations. And still continue with the tears, the pain, the disappointments. So unconsciously, you still expect the year to be a repetition of the bad things you have experienced already in life. But that is the wrong way to receive the future. Don't look forward to a repetition of life as you have already experienced. Again, and write it down, don't nurse an expectation for failure and defeat. Don't nurse an expectation for failure. As you are entering to 2020, don't expect that you are going to continue to fail. Don't expect that the new relationship you enter will collapse. Don't, don't expect it. Don't expect that you, you will not get a job or the interview you are going to, they will not employ you because 2019, all the interviews you attended, they didn't employ you. Don't look into the future with that mentality. It's a wrong way to look into the future. You see, the reason why you must not expect the future to present you with wrong things or bad things 
or to expect that you are going to continue because expectation is a spiritual principle. Are you listening to me? Expectation. For you to expect something is a spiritual principle that makes manifestation possible. Expectation is a spiritual principle that makes manifestation possible. That means when you come to, to life, what you expect can make you experience something. What you expect will determine what you experience. Say who share you say in comfort and disappoint you one day on be disappointed because and then I'll do Jidia Kushim. Are you following what I'm saying? God has given you another opportunity to settle down. By the time you meet the person, you are thinking about your wicked old boyfriend. And so you expect that this one to treat you the same way. Don't be surprised if he also treats you the same way. Because expectation is a spiritual principle that makes manifestation possible. Whatever you expect, you will experience. Because expectation is the womb for manifestation. If something will happen, some people must expect. Even for Jesus to be born, do you know that people were expecting for 400 years? At the point, even before he was born, for about 80 years, there was an old 80 years woman in the chapel praying, waiting. There was an old man, Prophet Simeon, also in the chapel, praying and waiting. And the day he saw Jesus, he said, now my eyes have seen, I can now depart. That was expectation. People who were expecting his coming. <laughs> Tell somebody that what you expect is very, very important. What you expect is a very important thing, so check what you expect. Tell the person, be careful with how and what you expect. Be careful. Be careful with, with, with the things you are expecting. You are expecting that, oh, January, oh, 2020 to be the same thing. Every year they tell us, God will do it, God will do it, uh, 2020. If that is your expectation, then you experience it. But I me, mean, that's not my, my expectation. The Bible says that He gives us His message daily. Amen. And so every new day I step into, I expect new things. And so 2020 is coming with new days. That means new blessings are all going to happen to me. Amen. So be careful what you expect. Ask the one by you, what have you been expecting to happen to you? What, what have you been expecting? You see, you can tell us different things, you know, but in your heart, in your heart, you know what you have been secretly expecting. This thing I've done, it's not even working. That thing is an expectation. No, that 2020, oh, what at all? The same old story. If that is your expectation, it's on to you. Listen to me. If I keep expecting that people won't come to church, people uh, or the church will not grow, I'm telling you, no matter my prayer, the church can grow. Because Rarely do you receive beyond your expectation. Rarely. When it comes to this Christian work, rarely do you receive beyond your expectation. There are days that you will receive beyond your expectation. Even that one, you still expected something. But you cannot receive anything without expecting nothing. Rarely do we have such happening in the Christian faith. Am I speaking to someone? Job chapter 3, verse 25. All the problems that happened to Job, it happened to Job because he was expecting it to happen. The Bible says that, do you know what Job used to do? Job used to make sacrifices every day for his children. He would sacrifice or slaughter animals and be praying. And the Bible says that the reason why he was doing that was because he kept telling himself that maybe my children will misbehave. My children, they, they will be stubborn. God will curse them. So, let me make a sacrifice. So, that fear of his children having problem is what eventually brought the problem. It gave the devil an opportunity. So, the day that the whole news came and he was explaining himself, he gave us the reason 
why God allowed this to happen to him. Let's read it. One go. He said, for the thing which I greatly feared is what? Is what? When you bring it to the chief, do you understand? So you are afraid. You have an accident. He, he, he. What if I have an accident? He, what if I have an accident? When you continue like that, you have it all. And you keep expecting that they will sack you from the work. They will sack you from the work. Don't be surprised when they sack you. Because expectation is a spiritual principle that makes manifestation possible. You are going to do business. You are expecting they won't buy. Now, you yourself, you are going to work and you are expecting nobody will come and buy. You are expecting, oh, so you yourself, you know that they won't buy. And you are going to sit there, but you are not expecting that they will come and buy from you. Say expectation. That which I feared has come. That which you fear, I pray that may God never make it come to you. I said, may God never make that thing come to you. That which I feared, that which I feared has come. That's expectation. Proverbs 23, verse 18. The Bible says that for surely there is an end and then expectation. You see, and as I was thinking about this scripture, the Holy Spirit told me that expectation is what quenches. It quenches every bad thing that is going on in your life. Expectation. You see, look at what he said. He said, for surely there is an end and thine expectation shall not be cut off. That means that once you are expecting, that thing that you are going through must come to an end so that your expectation will not be disappointed. That means that expectation is the power that quenches wrong experiences. So you may not have money today, but keep expecting money. You may not have a husband today, keep expecting a husband. You may not have a job today, keep expecting a job. You may not have a big church today, keep expecting a big church. You may not have that business, that container, that big shop, but keep expecting it. Tell somebody, keep expecting it. Tell somebody, keep expecting it. Today, there is no food in your kitchen. Keep expecting that one day you will feed people. Ah, keep expecting it. Because that expectation will become a weapon that will quench this bad thing in your life. Say, so surely there is an end. Because your expectation must not be disappointed. So surely there must be an end. Clap your two hands for the Lord. That is looking forward in the wrong way. Surely there is an end. Manifestation. So please, as we are entering into the year, do not think or expect wrong. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Proverbs 23 verse 7, it says, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. As he thinks in his heart, as he thinks, that's what you are. That's what you will become. Once you start thinking it, once you start thinking it, you are expecting it. Once you start thinking the car will crash, the car will crash. You are programming the car to crash. And you say the devil has done it, but you gave the devil the key. Job gave the devil the right because he feared, he expected, he thought. May you not think evil anymore. Whatever you expect, you experience. Expectation, like I said, is a magnetic force that attracts things into our lives, either good or bad. Child of God, don't pray for one thing and expect another thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't pray for one thing whilst you're expecting something else. For example, we come to church, so we are praying for prosperity, we are praying for business breakthrough. When I say receive it, you shout, you scream, you do all the gymnastics. Then when you step out, you start behaving and you have that attitude that thing 
things are not good. Things are not good. Things are not good. Things are not working. Things are not good. Things are not working. Once you have that attitude, you are praying one thing, but you are expecting that they will even buy. You came to pray for a job and you went out there and you are saying that you don't have any job. You must go with the expectation that you get a job. You came to pray for marriage. You must live here with the expectation that this week, dear, you will meet your husband. You will meet your wife. But you see, you come and you shout for something else. You, you will pray for something else. And then when you go, you start talking a different thing. You are expecting a different thing. Then why were you receiving the business breakthrough here? We said, come for business breakthrough. You come, we touch you with the oil. And we said, go and experience it. And then by the time you are going, you are still saying, Oh, Mimi, how are you? are Mondays, you are Tuesdays. So you are praying for one thing, but you are expecting another. Don't pray for one thing and expect another. Do you know that sometimes they bring people to you, pray for them? Or your mother or your father will say that, Oh, there's a problem. You are the rescue agent. You, are, you seem to be a good Christian amongst us. Come and pray. Or imagine. <laughs> I was there oh, that last, uh, last Sunday. Was it last Sunday? Yes, last Sunday. After I was preparing my message. Was it a Sunday or Saturday? When we went for the graduation, Saturday. I went home that morning from all night. So as I got home and I decided I finished ironing, doing everything for the graduation, I just lay down to sleep. Oh, I just heard some screaming. People were screaming outside in our compound. Because there was a child next door that was dying of convulsion. And the child was unconscious. And the mother was coming. So, when you are a pastor in, in such a place, you should know that it's either your anointing speaks or they will change your title. Then, they just started knocking at my door. My wife had to come and wake me up. So in fact, when I got up, I didn't know what was going on. But all I realized is that I rushed out. Like I didn't know what has happened or what. But in case not say baby. So I just rushed out only to meet a dying baby in front of my house. And I didn't say me so much. So So I received that the child while they are making noise. And I started releasing it. You see? Whilst you are praying, if, if you are praying for such a child, you might someone and you are still thinking that he has a new year. Like what are you expecting? If you are expecting that she will die, she will die, your prayer will not work. You see? But by the grace of God, we cast out that spirit out of the way. And after we prayed for the girl, she came back to consciousness. I put her in my car. Then I took her to the hospital. And uh, later in the evening, she was back home. Fine. Monday, she went to school. It's a blessing. Amen. And the parents are there thanking. Thanking us. Amen. Now what I'm saying is that CBBC will fear you are the one they will call. Now when you are praying, who pompay and who sounds so add out say who shame him say NC. So once you are thinking it will not work, it will not work. <laughs> say expectation. expectation. Say expectation. expectation. Last week I think uh, Brother Gosway gave a powerful testimony. That his boss came to tell him that Charlie, we need some money this week to do some project, but there's no money. So you are the pastor over here. So pray because most of the time he prays and then they get customers. So his boss believes in him. So he said, pray for us to get customers. Then he said he came for our the the mantle um, the anointing oil. That so he took some, he poured, prayed, and once he did that, he was expecting. Once he did that, in five minutes, customers started rushing to him. No wonder his boss will tell him to use his shop to also do his own business. When, when your boss tells you that I'm paying you for working for me, now I'm dividing, come and start another business in my shop for yourself. I'll even give you money to go and buy things and come and sell in my shop. I'll pay all the bills, but you just come and sell your product. That is favor. 
but it answers to power. They have seen something about their gentleman. Now, if you are clapping, do that better. Amen. Say expectation. And ask the one by you, what are you really expecting? What are you expecting? Act 2020 is coming. Are you expecting that you still go up and come down unemployed? Are you sure? Are you expecting that you still end 2020 without a husband? Are you, are you expecting that? Are you expecting you end 2020 and still your pocket is as dry as Sahara Desert? Are you still expecting that you will receive broken heart or broken heart upon broken heart? Are you expecting that they will call you and fire you from the office? Are you expecting that your mother will die or your father will die? What are you expecting? That you have money, your landlord will come and drive you away? Say never. So don't pray one thing and go and expect something else. Expect the good thing. For the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. Clap your hands and do it then. Very important because James says that anybody who has a wrong expectation, when you pray, it won't work. James 1.6 says, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. Ask in faith. Believe. Faith means believe. Expect it is going to happen. He said that for else, for he that wavers, it's like a wave of the sea driven. Verse 7, for let not that man even think that he will receive anything from God. Once you have a wrong expectation, forget it. The prayer you are praying won't work. The receive it you are doing will not work. That is why I'm teaching you to look forward into 2020 with a positive expectation. Clap your hands for the Lord. So all I am saying, somebody say, Pastor, so what are you saying? All I am saying today is that don't see your future or 2020 as a continuation of your current situation. New things are going to happen for you. Ah, you didn't hear me. I said new things are going to happen for you. I know some rough things have happened this year, but new things are going to happen for you. In your mouth, new things are going to happen for you. Clap out and say new things. Say new things. Amen. Do you believe it? That behold, I will do a new thing. Isaiah 43, 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. You know, begin to see it. For I will do a new thing. Begin to picture it. I will do a new thing. See yourself in that nursing school. See yourself graduating. See yourself with that certificate. See yourself with your children. See yourself in your dream house. See yourself driving your dream car. See yourself at your wedding. See yourself sitting in your, in your office chair and rolling up and down. See yourself. For as far as you can see, God says he will give it to you. What can you see? Ask the one by you. What can you see about yourself in the coming year? Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that I know the thoughts that I think for you. For they are good thoughts. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. To give you a future. So God knows the future. And God has assured us that the future can only be good. So even though I don't know what 2020 has, but I know the God who knows 2020. And he has assured me that 2020 will be good for his children. Clap your two hands and rise up to your feet. Beloved, thank you for listening to this message by Pastor Prince Lion. If you have been blessed by this message but have not surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, kindly say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died that I may live. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I believe I am a child of God. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you have said this prayer, know that your sins have been forgiven and you are now a new creation. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays at Odoko. For more information, please call 054-324-8982 or 024-1372-895. God richly bless you.